In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten, of the Father full of grace and truth. God, you know what time it is. You know what year it is. You you know what I've got to do again. God, every year I try to find some way to express to people the true meaning of who you are and what you've done. God, with each passing year, it gets harder and harder. This world seems to jump in on the scene as if they have a leading part. And we get distracted and God, Christmas has just become so commercialized that I fear that we've become calloused. But God, I have to believe that everything that you've done was done out of love for us. So I go back to, God, here I am again. (laughs) It was the Sunday before Christmas. God, I sat in fear and anxiety. Looking for something grand to give your people. Something to excite those that wade through trouble of life just for a moment, just to give them an hour 
of peace and of joy and happiness. God, this year is no different, but it turned out different. I still want to do that. Everything that I do, I want to do the best that I can do for you. God, this year I just find myself in a different place. I'm just wondering. What could I possibly give to your people that they haven't heard? Maybe just a little twist this time. Maybe we go back to Genesis. Maybe this year we just stay in Isaiah. Maybe I'll bring you all the way to the cross. Because after all, that was your purpose, right? God, who am I? That you would have thought about me in eternity. to be the one that would carry such a grand burden of feeding your flock. God, one that barely made it out of high school. One that turned his back on everything that he was brought up in and raised in and ran with the wild horses for about 10 years. And you knew all this, though. Why didn't you change plans? Why couldn't you have just seen and said, yeah, Rocky's not going to get this done and give it to somebody else? God, I'm asking you again this year. What can I possibly do that could give a much more grander entrance for the birth of your son? You know, God, there's churches that do all the, the lights and the smoke and the mirrors, as I call it. And their seats are full. 
And there's such a such a gathering. But God, we chose not lights and smoke and mirrors. We in fact I chose nothing. I asked the same question this year that I asked last year and the year before and for about 14 others. God, who am I? Read the story. (laughs) I've read it. But I'll read it again. There were in the same country shepherds. They were living out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Do what? (laughs) Shepherds? Wow. So I could ask the same question about them. God, who were they that you would have thought? (laughs) Man, what a job that would have been. Couldn't have imagined living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night, Smelling like sheep. So I guess it doesn't matter who I think I am or who I am. All that really matters was who you thought I was. And and behold... (laughs) An angel of the Lord stood before them. Wow. God, I wonder how many of us have ever experienced an angel. For real, for real. Like in our room. That would have brought such a message like this. So the angel must have been extremely important to you. And the shepherds, they must have been extremely important to you as well. (laughs) I can only imagine how they felt. Oh, it actually says it. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And and they were greatly afraid. God, I could just imagine how confused. (laughs) I definitely would have been more confused probably than afraid after I heard what they had said because I would have taken you back to my question (laughs) and said, who am I? (laughs) 
And the angel said to them, do not, do not be afraid, for behold, I, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. Hmm. A Savior. Someone that makes a way for me. Someone that is saving me from something. God, what is it that saving me from? I can come back to that. Who, who is Christ the Lord? Wow. God, this is the contradictions of the church today. Oh, we deem him as, as Savior, but we bow not to him as Lord. God, is this what we share this morning? Is this, is this the significance? It's not the fact that we don't believe him to be a savior. But do we believe him to be Lord? God, that would mean that he is over all in my life. I know he's a savior and I've I, I done that. I've done that part. I give... I give my heart. God, what do I do about this Lord thing? Does this mean he controls me? Does, does, does this mean that he lords over me as, a, as an owner of a slave? What... God, could it possibly be that <laughs> when I'm in issue and I'm in trouble and I have hurts and pains that he's the Christ, the Lord over that? So maybe, maybe for me, it would be that you sent a person two ways because you knew I needed a Savior to get me out of what I'm in. And that had to come by way of your son, the perfect lamb, that he had to die. And you also sent me in that Savior an acknowledgement of, 
that he is Lord over that which I walk through. So I have him that I can hold on to and, and love and, and admire because he was the only way out of what I was in. But I also have this one that I can go to and say, God, can you, <laughs> most of us would say, God, pull me out. God, take it away. But maybe I need to come and say, God, Lord, over this. <laughs> oh, oh, it, I get it. God, if you're, if you're going to Lord over that, and you, you sent your son to me to save me, that means that you love me. And that you know what is more for my life. You, you know better for me than I know for me or anybody else. See, I can't, I get it. God, I get it. I get, people can't be my Lord. Oh, they could help. But they don't know me like you know me. So you know whether or not I need to be put in the fire to have some things purified. Where others, God, they would get emotional and they would step into your plan for me and mess it up because they would take that problem from, maybe, maybe they would go and fight for me when in fact you don't want nobody to fight at all. God, you're still not answering my questions on what I'm supposed to tell your people so that they come to an understanding of what this Christmas thing is all about. And this will, this will be a sign to you. you. You'll find a babe, a babe, a child. <laughs> wow. A helpless one. <laughs> wow, one that needs to be cared for. The one, the one that cared for me was sent that I might care for him? <laughs> it's reciprocation. God, now I get that. That you would that you would send a babe that I might recognize that what it was that you sent to me first, I should in turn send back to you. And what causes you to smile and what causes you to be desired is us loving you and caring for you. That's why you told us to seek the kingdom first. A babe? 
God, you would step out of the magnificence that you were in. That you would walk away from the, from the splendor. That you would, but for a moment, step out of eternity into time so that <laughs> you were brought here as a babe so that you could grow in and through the same things that I'm going to experience so that I would know and recognize that the high priest that I serve, <laughs> he's not touched by our infirmities. He's touched by the feeling of our infirmities. So the only way that you would come to that type of understanding was to come out of where you would not experience that into that which you would experience. So you would come out of the abstract into the concrete so that you might know what it is that we go through so that you can give the compassion. God, who are we? Wow, you come from everything to nothing. You left it all to gain nothing. You could have sat where you sat. But you loved us so much. You'll, fi you'll find this babe be wrapped in swaddling clothes. God, I used to really enjoy that swaddling clothes because I always thought it was like a nice little cuddle thing until I really had to research that. God, that's nasty. That's not right. <laughs> wow, we've got a lot to learn in reciprocating our love. Because we wrapped you up in old nasty milk rags and <laughs> we laid you in a food trough. Really? That's what we think of you? And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. God, don't we need that? I heard you. You do have peace. You left me your peace. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, so you're going to, this sign is going to be you as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, uh, asleep. (laughs) Wow. God, teach me how to sleep in circumstances that are unbecoming as a pastor. Teach me to sleep in circumstances that are unbecoming as an owner. Teach me to sleep in circumstances that are unbecoming as a husband. Oh, God, I definitely need peace when I find myself in unbecoming circumstances as a father. Because you found peace. You brought, <laughs> you brought, see that's no fair, you brought peace with you. But you were a babe, you were fully God and fully man. So you still, though you represented the kingdom, you still represented man. Though you were God, you still walked as man. So you still must have known that this was a unbecoming circumstance as a baby. You had to have known that. But yet you found peace. And goodwill towards men. God, teach us. Teach us how to do goodwill. Teach us how to get out of our selfishness and do good for others regardless of how it makes me feel. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, God, I definitely would have been saying this. I would have probably been scratching my head running back home looking for mama or something. But they say, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. God, teach us to have that type of of faith in the upcoming year. That when you present yourself to us, that we allow your words to supersede our responses as human. But we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't allow our emotions to turn us and go the other way, but we keep our mouth shut sometimes and that we just keep walking and we keep walking. Some people may, God, some people may have put this thing in their head just now and said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. God, it's like Adam told you when Eve messed up. He said, this wife that you gave me, this is the minds that you created. Only remember that. And who am I, not a psychiatrist, but who am I that you would put me to watch over your flock when their minds are like that? And they came with haste and They found Mary and Joseph 
and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. God, will you take us back to our first time that we knelt before you and called you Lord and the excitement that we had so that we too this year make it widely known of what your word has told us concerning your son. And all those who heard it marveled at these things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. God, I would think that she would want to be like in the front telling everybody what, how all this came about. But yet she chose oh I wonder if that's got anything to do with with me about your word and you tell me to meditate on these things day and night and ponder these things in my heart. Because if there was, God, if there was one that had a relationship with you, Oh, it had to be Mary. It had to be Mary. The blood of your son ran through her veins. (laughs) She must have already knew what you were capable of. (laughs) That's why she told you to turn the water into wine. She already knew. She already knew. And then the shepherds, they, they returned and glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. As it was told them. God, I'm <laughs> I've read it again. I still 
don't know what it is that I could possibly give. That would enhance the story of your birth. What craziness could I conjure? It couldn't get any crazier than shepherds being stinky out in the field, nothing. They were broke. They were the lowest of the lows. They were beneath everything to, to those people in that time. They were just shepherds. And you chose to send an angel to them in a field. You scare them. You got them confused. That's why they went, because they were confused. They didn't know what to do. They just went. And you proclaimed a Savior and a Lord to them, all in the same person. I still think the Savior and Lord, that's the contradiction of Christmas. Because I can't, <laughs> I can't have you as a Savior and not have you as a Lord. Because they're one of the same. They go, they go together. So for the benefits of me to have your son dwell in me is to recognize him both Savior and Lord. Someone that is there for the compassion to love on me and to, to save me and the other to Lord over circumstances and give me peace when I need it. Give me hope to help me. And then you bring this King Jesus and you put him in clothes that were used for milk. And you wrap him up in it and you put him in a food trough. And you cause these shepherds to go this far and find the baby. They tell of everything. I just don't know how much crazier I could do. So God, this year, why don't I just let you do it? Maybe you can do this in a manner that this rings fresh back into our spirits. Not just another Christmas story. God, take us back to that night. Because that's exactly what I feel. I feel like a shepherd in a field I stink <laughs> I'm with the sheep God I'm I'm nobody but that's what you chose to introduce your son
Got it, I don't get it. Out of everything that you could have introduced your son with. Out of all the palaces that had to have been in that day and time. You wouldn't put your son in that. But you would bring him. God, I was born better than that. God, children today are, they're born with more appreciation and, and more love and more care than that. Why would you do that? Those who are first would be last. Those who are last will be first. He wasn't glorified until he was lifted up on the tree. We think lifted up and being exalted is being recognized and being honored. That was a disgrace. (laughs) Came as a babe, left as a thief. Return as a king. Pretty good life all in all. But this is what I struggled with. God, no message, no deep revelation, nothing, nothing new. So what am I to do? So I brought you into my office. Now you have the secrets. This is how I study. I ask questions. And I talk my way through it. And you get the benefit of the anointing when God decides to shake it up a little. So I don't know who came that was supposed to hear it like this. But you got it. God thought. You have to you have to imagine this for a moment. God thought more of you. He thought more of you than he did his own son. Hear me out before you get crazy on me. He prepared a place for his son.
It wasn't in a palace. It wasn't in an inn. It was in a cave, a barn, with a food trough and some milk rags. And then he says, in my house, there are many mansions. For you. Can you imagine? I'll do this to my son so that I can give you this. To leave that to come to this? And we're trying to leave this to go to that. And that not being heaven so much all the time. That being better clothes and better homes and better jobs and better money. More women, more men. That being that. If it were not true, I would tell you. <laughs> he loved you so much. Whether, whether it's December the 25th or September the 16th, I don't debate it because you want to know, know the truth. I don't really care. I just care that he came. As well as you should. See, let's for in 2020, let's cut the debate. Let's 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 forget about whether communion's done with wine and whether it's done on the third and the fifth Sunday or whether whether churches open on Saturday or Sunday, whether we wear robes when we preach or we don't, whether we anoint or whether we don't. Let's cut the garbage. Let's get back to this idea that there's a God that loved me so much that he sent a son a baby that that child would be crucified for me so that I would not have to live in the hell and the torment and the slavery of sin but I would be free from that moment when he said Father unto you I commend my spirit. When he said that, so this Christmas, don't just think of this as 
cute little baby. You see, too many times, man, we, I want to unwrap some presents for you and show you really what, how wrapping presents looks as you're doing it. We, we always have this tendency to look at the presents after they're done because they're pretty. But get up in the middle of the house when mama is wrapping presents and there's paper everywhere. You cut your toes on scissors. There's ribbons hanging from the fan. Mama's hair's in her face. The heat is off. The windows are up. It's 20 below in the All of this chaos. That's how Jesus was introduced to this world. In a time of chaos. It couldn't have been a worse time. It couldn't have been a worse place, a worse setting. But he chose to do that for you. I still ain't figured it out. I still ain't figured it out. Why did God send a baby and put him in all of that? I still ain't figured that out. And you want to know what? I don't really care. I'm just glad he did. Maybe when we get there, God will tell us why it happened that way. God will tell us why his son was wrapped in milk rags. God will tell us why he was laid in a feed trough. God will tell us why he was put in a cage. God will tell us all of this maybe. I'm not promising that, so don't go when we... When we enter the gates of glory and you go, God, pastor, said, don't, I'm not promising you nothing. And at that point in time, I really don't think we're going to care about anything that happened here. So this is what I'll leave you with. with the selflessness that he proposed. As a means to salvation. And we know that salvation is tied to love. Because if God didn't love the world, he would have never sent his son. So this is what I want you to do. Will you try to love selflessly? Don't love because what you're going to get back. Don't love from the possibility of what the future holds. Don't love because it makes you look good in front of others. Love because he first loved you. That's your Christmas story for the year.
don't ask me to preach another one because that one was not at all put in any kind of note form about nothing because honestly all week what you just witnessed is what I experienced because I had no clue I still have no clue but I'm bound and determined that 2020 God's love is going to be shown regardless regardless and it's going to hurt His son was beaten. (laughs) He wasn't beaten out of love on that side. But he was beaten out of love on this side. He died on the cross. Not out of love on this side. But out of love on that side. Not everything in your life. From this day forward is going to be what you think it's going to be. It may not look like what you heard. But the only thing that I can assure you. If God's got anything to do with it. You you don't feel like a priest I know. Wait till you get to heaven. Wait until you become glorified. I just can't imagine standing. I might be the last one to go through the gates because I'm just going to keep sitting there looking and looking and looking and just going, wow, wow. Bury me with a rag so I can have it in my pocket. So when I get there, I'm going to be wiping the gate down when y'all get there. <laughs> can you imagine? He done that for you. Let's bow our heads, Father. (laughs) What you submitted to us as love must have been beautiful on your side. But from our point of view, God, it was just different. So in order for me to see as you see, 
God, my faith must be increased. So that's my prayer. God, increase my faith. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. I can't always look at my circumstance and situation and and get a gauge of where I'm going. But God, if I'm walking by faith, I automatically know where I'm heading. Whether I'm heading towards healing, whether I'm heading towards peace, whether I'm heading towards comfort, whether I'm heading towards salvation, whether I'm heading to heaven, what, what, whatever it is that you have designed in my life. And I have to trust that you love me so much that you know me better than anybody else that you're not going to let me be destroyed for nothing. Many of us want to say, God, we, I want to be like Paul. I want to be like Peter. I want to be like Matthew. <laughs> and God, we'll spit those things off our lips real quick before we think every one of them was a martyr. Oh, God, we, we, we want the light, but we don't want the fight. We want the prophet. But we don't want the process. God, we are a favored people. We are a blessed people. We are a healed people. We are a prosperous people. We just need you to teach us how to walk in that. And because your son came and chose to die and leave that he might send one as himself that we may be empowered God, we're capable of walking in just that. But it takes, not by might nor by power, by your spirit. So, Father, this year, have your way in me. I don't don't care about the splinter. In my brother, my sister, I don't care about the splinter in their eye. God, help me tend to the plank in my own. God, help me to walk a more perfect walk in what's pleasing to you for me. I can't walk everybody else's walk. So God, I am who I am because you say who I am. And that's the end of that story. I don't want to be anybody else. I can't, uh, I can't handle the pressure of meeting everybody else's expectations. Teach me how to sleep in a food trough wrapped in swaddling clothes.
and be Lord in and over everything that I may enter in this life. So, Father, I speak blessings on your people. Father, I speak a, I speak a season of renewing. You said that there would be a refreshing. There are seasons of refreshing. Father, in this house, in one church, in the individuals, in this corporate body, Father, I speak today a season of refreshing. I command our minds and our hearts to line up with your word that what is spoken may come to pass. Father, I love you. You are all that matters to me. If we could turn, <laughs> I hear a song, turn my eyes upon Jesus. If, if I, <laughs> God, if I can do that, man. This stuff down here is nothing. We are victorious. We are overcomers. We are blessed going in. We're blessed going out. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the country. God, teach us. Teach us. Your son came as a fulfillment to your creation. He fulfilled it. Why can't we let him? God, let this holiday be a, be a holiday that, that we decide now and forever. To love as you loved us. God, I know it's it's gonna hurt. Jesus, you told us that there will be tribulations in this world, but fear not. For you've overcome the world. There's that Lord part. Don't worry about what you're going to face. Choose to love like God loved you. Make a decision. Set your face straight. Don't, listen, don't let circumstance cause you to waver. Don't let a comment 
cause you to get off course. Don't let the emotions of those around you cause you to be discouraged. Stay on course. Love with all you have. He did. Break free this year. No more are you bound to sin. No more are you slave and having to walk with chains and heavy burdens. You don't have to do that. Break free. Father, everything that we do, may it exalt you in our life. May it glorify your name. May we make ways in our life to edify you. At all cost. And Father, I release this, this time into your hands. One man waters, one man plants, another man waters, but Father, only you bring increase. So whether this was a time of seed sowing or whether it was time of watering, Father, I rescind, I step back. Have your way. We'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for everything that you do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.